0: World's London, Chapter 2. Every minute is a victory. Every minute I'm on their screen reading my own stuff is a minute where DataCore is footing the bill and is therefore a pencil jabbed in the eye of the man. I'm just being honest when I say I find the work ridiculously easy and completed in half the time my colleagues do. I honestly don't know what they're up to most of the time. Maybe faking it like me. I'm quicker than most of them, but Miranda is as quick as me, in fact, quicker. She works in the next but one cubicle on the vast data core office floor. It's near the end of the day and I keep looking to see if she's finished so I can time my exit to coincidentally bump into her in the lift. The time comes, she is finished, I pull on my coat and quickly grab my bag. Truth is, I don't think I have much of a chance. Miranda is stunning, clever, funny and always gets the best results in the department. I'm very nervous about asking her out. The lift door opens and I step in behind her. Hey, Miranda. She doesn't look surprised I'm there, or annoyed, just amused. As if she sees through my ruse. It isn't the first time I've engineered bumping into her, but i got nowhere. My carefully rehearsed patter turning to babble. She'd been okay about it, though. This time, she glances up with eyes as blue as cornflowers. Well, if it isn't the best analyst in the department, Mr. Adam Harker himself. I blush. You know you're the best analyst, Miranda. You're top of the results table most months. She winks. I mean, apart from me. Anyway, where are you headed? I'd hoped to persuade her to go for a drink or a coffee, but I couldn't ask her outright, and I couldn't say I was going home because that would close down my plan, so I say, wandering. Wandering. She arches a dark eyebrow. It's dark and raining, and you're not allowed to wander in inner London for more than thirty minutes because you don't have a residence permit, and wandering in outer London is an invitation to get robbed, or worse. Okay, that didn't go so well. I clear my throat. Where are you going? She points to the door. We walk out of the data core foyer. Miranda comes out beside me. I'm aware of her at my shoulder. She isn't correct, though. It's dusk rather than dark, but rain is spitting down from the clouds. We stroll through the ultra-clean inner London streets to the guarded exit gate. It's true what Miranda says. Outer London residents are not allowed to linger for more than half an hour in inner London without a resident permit. Still, I can't bring myself to walk too fast. I watch Miranda glancing in the windows of the fashionable shops and at the glittering people through glittering restaurant windows. Maybe this is the life she wants, but she isn't an heiress or a Ukrainian oligarch, so it's difficult to see how that could be achieved. I can't afford to take a taxi and buses don't exist within inner London. Sometimes that's a pain, but tonight I welcome it. As we walk, we talk about the weather and how shit work is. Security flyers buzz overhead. We have to walk because the Underground Railway Network no longer connects with Outer London. The nearest exit gate is at the top of Tottenham Court Road. The severing of railway links happened after the crash of 2020. The economy never really recovered after 2008 and after the 2020 banking crisis brought down governments like dominoes, the corporations backed the Small Government initiative and supported the elected leaders to put up walls between the protected inner areas of cities and the outer zones where workers lived. Looking for economic migrants, Miranda says, glancing up at the hovering security aircraft. As we finally reach the exit gate, we see sheets of rainfall from the darkening sky outside. There's no need to show our workers' permits to get out of inner London. We only have to do that when we enter. As we step through the gate, I say, Welcome to free London, she nods. Yeah, free of wealth and health. I grin, but getting robbed is free. Getting evicted's free. Yep, dystopian chic, it's the new thing. You're getting the tube, I ask. Dark clouds threaten heavier rain. Even so, I gather my courage and ask Miranda to come for a drink. She hesitates. Hope grows. Although being later will make the walk home from the tube station in Wood Green more dangerous, it'll be worth it to spend time in her company. Thing is, I don't really drink, she says. I remember she's an athlete. She plays for the Romford women's football team. Coffee then? I'm not going to press a far. If She isn't interested. I'll leave it changing the subject perhaps to save my prime around the points. You're a gamer, aren't you? I nod, when I could afford it, why? I follow her pointing finger to a pop-up shop where Miskatonic Games have set up a store to promote their new release, Dark Worlds. Laser beams etch a picture in the air of a 1920s cityscape with the flapper font of the period and the tagline, Now, Dark Worlds, realer than real. It's supposed to be good, she says, fully immersive, new technology and all that. I didn't know you played. Yep, I was a level 500 death knight when I was a kid. I shrug. I played lots of solo games, never been into MMOs. No, you're not very cooperative, are you? She smiles as she says it, but it is true. I tend to be a loner. Even the sports I play are solo ones, running, cycling, swimming. Also, I say, I'm not sure about this drug they use to get you into the trance state. That's a selling point. It takes you deeper than any game before. That is the marketing slogan Miskatonic has been using. I look at the queue of people outside waiting to get in. There are hordes peering over them to see the screens in the windows. Two blonde model girls in tight black uniforms harangue passers-by to try to get them into the store. It looks pretty popular, I say. I bet they're going to make gazillions, all from people trying to escape their shit lives. Miranda indicates fast food containers in the gutter and the threatening graffiti daubed on every wall. You can't blame them for that. I laugh. I blame no one for nothing. Very big of you. Anyway, that's a double negative. So in fact, you do blame people. She measures me with her intelligent gaze. You're always muttering about how shit Datacoy is and how immoral their work is, persuading people to buy things they don't want, need or can afford. I do. I'm at once pleased she'd given me this much thought and annoyed at myself for being so open with my views. You have to be careful of what they hear you say. Jobs are hard to get. She punches me in the bicep. Only messing with you, Mr. Harker. A little flash sparks in my chest, all because of her smile. She really is very attractive. She takes my arm. Why don't we go look in the window? I bet the graphics are amazing. I'm only too pleased to cross the road with her to the Miskatonic store, narrowly dodging an unskilled pizza delivery rider on his skirling motorbike. Outside the store, we're engaged by one of the six-foot-two Slavonic models. Interested in playing, guys? She looks at both Miranda and me. I say, I'm not really into MMOs. Miranda asks how much the sub is. The sales model latches onto the question. Well, for the introductory period, we're offering the chance of a free game subscription with complimentary neural nets, goggles and inducer tablets. Inducer tablets? Yeah, I say, what about this this drug you need to take to induce the trans state? The model ignores my question. Miranda is more interested and the saleswoman knows it. She directs her attention to Miranda. You could win. You might be one of the lucky ones. Miranda is looking very interested. I'm born lucky, she grins. I bet I win. What's the catch? I ask. The model's perfect smile lights up her false-tanned face. She studies me with her expertly made-up eyes. All you need to do is take a free personality test. That will suggest the kind of profession you should take up in the game. You win a sub for a year, and the gear is yours to keep. Thanks, but no thanks. I go to turn away, but Miranda catches my arm. Please, she says, let's go and do the personality test. What harm could it do? It's all crap, I pause. If she won't go for a drink with me, this at least will extend our time together, I say. But if you want to. Yeah, come on. We enter the shop and assistants in black t-shirts with the Miskatonic logo come up. Hi guys, here to win? They guide Miranda and I to neighbouring desks to begin the personality test. Miranda gives me an encouraging grin. The male assistant across the desk meets my eye. Do you know this game is proven to make you more intelligent? I sigh, really? More marketing bullshit. I glance over at Miranda. At least I'm getting to spend longer with her. Miranda appears engrossed in conversation with her assistant. Ignoring my assistant's babble, I look around the store at the video screen showing screenshots from the game. It does look very cool. Fantastic graphics. The personality test includes a polygraph getup. You put your finger in a conductivity clip to measure how much you're sweating and look into a glass ring resembling an optician's magnifying glass, while the assistant stares into your eyes. When he's checked the equipment and I'm settled, the assistant asks, Ready? As I'll ever be. The guy goes through a bunch of questions. They seem standard, personality type questions. What's your favourite colour? What's your favourite food? How does this word make you feel? Occasionally, they show pictures of smiling children and fluffy kittens, then suddenly, a dismembered corpse. I sit back. What the hell is that? The assistant is unruffled. It's just part of the personality test. The guy is around 20 with a bum fluff moustache. He seems impatient. Let's continue. I'm not so sure. I look at Miranda, who seems to be full into it, so I shrug and sit forward again to go on with the test. Amid friendly pictures and word association games, a naked woman flashes up. I instinctively react, and the guy opposite notes something on his pad. More questions. The assistant is becoming more agitated. He looks at the questions, looks at me, types something into his pad, then mutters. There's a bead of sweat on his forehead. At one point, he says, excuse me for a second. I lean forward. Is it done yet? The assistant's on his feet. Just a minute. I'll be right back returns with the sales manager, a tall woman with short blonde bobbed hair dressed in black Miskatonic uniform with a blue stripe on her shoulder. Hey, she says. Miranda's test still hasn't finished. I glance up at the sales manager. Hello? She sits next to me. Great personality, she says. Pardon? The test? What do you mean? Her eyes linger on my face, looking at me like she expects my face to reveal a secret. Then she says, you're in a category we don't often see. Maybe one percent or less, because we haven't had anybody like you in the London store yet. What category? It just means you're very suited to playing this game. I smile. Really? They would probably tell me I haven't won, but I'm very suited to the game, and then I'll be flattered enough to cough up a sub. I turn to the assistant who's standing at the manager's shoulder. What profession did it suggest for me? The young man clears his throat. A priest. A priest, I laugh, like a healer, the manager says, a divine conduit. So a healer. It's just a play style, the assistant blurts out, but the manager darts a glance that shuts his mouth. Anyway, I say, I don't really play MMOs. I'm a lone gamer, really. antisocial. the manager smiles, but she studies me intensely. I'm not offended. I guess I am, yes. I don't have a problem with that. She smiles more broadly. Nor me, so I don't win. The assistant nods. The manager agrees. Oh, yes, you did. I laugh out loud. Really? What is it? Everyone wins? The manager shakes her head. No, of course not. But you did. You're special, she looks. I'm Larissa Kuznetsova, by the way, a London marketing manager for Miskatonic. Congratulations. With your win, you get a free neural net and a month's supply of Dreamworld Inducer tablets. Those drugs again. Dreamworld Inducer tablets to get you into the trance state. That's why Dark Worlds is so immersive. It's not just virtual reality, it's immersive reality. But you need medication to play. It's not medication, it's just melatonin with mescatonic secret additive. Which is? Larissa is smiling at me, flirting even. It wouldn't be secret if I told you, silly. She puts reassuring fingers on the back of my hand. It's nothing harmful. "'Fully tested and approved by the Federal Drugs Authority in the U.S. and NICE here in the U.K.' I wink. "'After you bribed them?' I say it as a joke, but like everyone else, I know that's how corporations get these approvals. "'Please!' she sounds hurt. "'Who do you think we are?' She smiles again before I come back with some crack. "'So, you sign up, and I'll get you your stuff.' "'No thanks.' She raises both eyebrows. "'No thanks! It's a great offer! Not made to everyone!' I tilt my head. Like I say, I'm not into MMOs. Besides, I feel a bit railroaded. You've just been lucky is all, like I say. Special. A smile freezes and grows false. Accept your luck. She leans sideways and withdraws a stylishly packaged game pack from under the desk. I put up a hand. No, I'm good. Thanks. Honestly. Miranda is at my shoulder now, grinning like a puppy. I won! Hmm. I don't want to appear cynical, but really... She's smiling all over her face. It said I have high drive and... Creativity? No! She puts her hand to her mouth to stifle her laughter. A questionable moral compass. Me! Larissa leans in to listen to Miranda. What class did it say? Assassin. The sales manager beams. Oh, they're great fun. I played one in beta. Here you are. Lucky you! She hands Miranda the game kit and Miranda takes it with delight. Larissa says to me, Are you sure? I shake my head. I thought it was set in the 1920s. How come you have assassins? Larissa says. They had assassins in the 1920s. They've always had assassins. But instead of daggers and studded leather armor, you'll be wearing a trench coat and using a stiletto. Your friend won too. Miranda says to me. Really? That's great. Coincidence, huh? She narrows her eyes in mock disapproval. Don't be cynical. Take it. We can play together. I shrug. I don't know. I'm not sure about this drug, Dreamland Inducer. Even the name sounds sinister. It's perfectly safe, Larissa says again. Well, thanks, but no thanks, I stand. Are we going? Miranda wheedles. Why don't you take your game kit, she winks. You'd see me in game, then. I'm tempted, but I haven't enjoyed my experience in the store. If I didn't know before, it's clear to me now Miskatonic is like data core, trying to sell people things they don't need. Huge corporations who don't give a damn about anything or anyone. Even their smiles are calibrated to deepen brand loyalty. I walk away. Can't persuade you, Larissa shouts after me as I'm leaving the store. Miranda links my arm. She has her package. I would like to see more of her, even virtually, but these people. Larissa runs after me. Miranda pulls me to a halt. Larissa holds something out to me. Take this voucher. If you change your mind, come back and I'll exchange it for a game starter pack. Reluctantly, I take the voucher, a plastic credit card-sized object just a little thicker. I flip it over, shrug, and place it in my jacket pocket. You think you're pretty cool, Mr. Won't-Break-a-Sweat-Tragically-Hip. I laugh out loud. She links arms as if our intimacy is good only for the game shop. We walk in silence towards Euston Square Station underground, where I'll catch the tube that will take me away from her, into the earth, and eventually to Wood Green. At the entrance to the tube step, she says, Pity you can't play. Well, you know, cutting off your nose to spite your face. You shouldn't let your principles get in the way of fun. My principles? All your anti-globalisation occupy this, occupy that. It's only a game, Adam. You should go back and get your winnings. Her eyelashes are like moth wings. I don't know. Is it the drug? Are you scared of medication? I shake my head emphatically. No, I really don't want her to think that I'm scared. It isn't that. It's just what I've told Larissa. I'm not an MMO player. Plus, it is true I don't like being manipulated by corporations. But as I watch her shrug and give up, I wonder if she's right, and I am cutting my nose off despite my face. And also, I would like to hang out with her, even if it is just in a game. We go underground, getting on escalator after escalator, carrying us deeper down, until we arrive on the Circle Line eastbound platform. We've been sitting on the train ten minutes when Miranda whispers, See that guy with the really black hair? She nods subtly in the direction of a man sitting on his own a little way down the carriage. The train is half empty. Most jobs are done by robots now, so Outer London is deserted in parts. He was outside the Miskatonic store. I look again. I don't recognise him. Really? She nods. You don't pay attention to your surroundings. He doesn't look dangerous. Nah, she winks. You're a big tough man. You can look after yourself, I bet. I'm no brawler, really, but if she thinks I'm tough, I feel childishly flattered. We get to King's Cross Station, I'm changing here to the Piccadilly Line, and she's going on the Central Line to take her out to Romford. See you at work tomorrow? She waves goodbye and keeps looking at me over her shoulder, smiling. I feel warm inside. I had hoped she might have given me a peck on the cheek, still. She smiled. I watch her as she leaves. Maybe there is a point to life after all. When she disappears out of sight, I turn and take the steps to the Piccadilly Line platform. The tunnels between the stations are less busy at this time of night, so I'm unsettled by someone coming right up behind me. A sudden jag of alarm sparks in my chest. Outer London, outside the protected zone, is dangerous after dark, especially in underground tunnels. I risk a glance. It's the man from the train, the guy is dressed fashionably, probably in his late twenties. He doesn't look like a thief. He looks well off, if anything. I tell myself to be calm. This is just a guy who happens to be going the same way. I stop on pretence of tying my shoelaces, expecting the stranger to walk right past, but the man halts. Hello, I wonder if I can have a word with you. The man is well-spoken and his tone mild. This is weird rather than threatening. I clear my throat. About what? I saw you come out of the Miskatonic store, didn't I? I frown. So what? Did you have your personality tested? I don't see what it's to do with you. Just humour me. I'm wary, but I nod. You know they wanted you to play the game. I step away. How do you know that? The man gives a twisted smile. We hacked their system. Your personality test lit their London network up like a Christmas tree. What? Lots of questions spin through my head. First, who is this guy? Who is the we that hacked Miskatonic systems? How in the hell did they manage to do that? It's impressive, but why did they do it? My hand curls into a fist. Did you follow me? My mouth's dry. From the store? Not all the way. What the hell does that mean? I picked up your signal at the tube station. My head's reeling. My signal? The man shrugs. They geotagged you. I guess they gave you something. The game kit? Something else? I remember the plastic voucher. I take it out. Yes, that'll be it. I flip the voucher away down the passage. I start to walk. The man hurries after me. So, are you going to play? No. The man's face breaks into a broad smile. Really? Why not? I don't know why I'm giving the guy my time. I speak over my shoulder as I walk on. It felt fake, rigged. They were pretending it was a giveaway. But it's a done deal. Something about the personality test made them offer us free entry. Why would they do that, I wonder? The man asks like he knows the answer already. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going now. I hurry on. The man matches me step for step. Listen, leave me be or I'll punch you. The man says, I'm Gary Preston. Is that supposed to mean something to me? Not yet, I stop. So who the hell is Gary Preston? I'm just someone who doesn't like what Miskatonic's doing. And what are they doing? I need to know if you're one of us first. My face hardens. I'm not one of anybody. It would be good if you were, Preston watches me closely. Miskatonic has a sinister agenda. We need people to fight them inside the game. I study the man. This is the oddest conversation I've ever had in my life. I should have just told Preston to fuck off and left, but what Preston says, it's a nerve. Finally I say, okay, tell me more. Preston takes a small backpack off his back, the kind office workers keep their portables and sandwiches in. He unzips it and takes out a Miskatonic Dark World's game pack, pristine wrapped in cellophane. He pushes it at me and I recall from it like it's red hot. Come into the game, you can help us. This is the real pack. It has a neural net and a supply of Dreamland tablets. Yeah, what are those? Melatonin, like she says. But with the addition of LSD. The hallucinogen, a small dose, but engineered further by Miskatonic. Something else too, we haven't cracked that yet. I don't get this, you don't trust Miskatonic, but you want me to play their game. Preston smiles. The more we talk, the sure I am that you're one of us. They identified you as a conduit. "'but you're not their conduit. "'I don't understand a word you're saying. "'Doesn't matter. Trust me. Join us. "'Then you will.' "'A change tack. "'Who do you represent?' "'Preston shrugs. "'An organisation. "'What sort of organisation? "'In the game we're a guild called Ordo Lux. "'We're a secret guild, though. "'You can't apply to join. "'We'll invite you in-game. "'And your purpose? "'Like I say, to fight them. "'But I'll explain more in-game. "'Do Miskatonic know you're in there?' They know, but we keep hidden. We set up certain hacks to cover our trail. I shake my head. This is just too odd. Preston gives me the Dark World's game pack, and this time I take it. I didn't think I would, but I do. I stand there examining it, feeling the smooth plastic and the hard angles. A free game. I turned it down once, but now I'm sticking it to Miskatonic like I stuck it to data every time I play games on their bandwidth. Stupid and childish, but the only way I can get anything back at them. Preston says. There's a lot riding on this. Finally thawing, I stick out my hand. I'm Adam. Preston takes it, gives it a shake. Good, Adam. What's riding on this? Preston hesitates. I grin for the first time. I know what he's going to say. Don't tell me. you will explain it in game. Preston looks relieved. Exactly, but Adam. What? This is really serious. Sure, of course. Getting one over on Miskatonic and a see Miranda both suit me. I turn, game pack in my hand and walk for my train. Behind me, Preston calls. See you in game.